This is Nerd Talk Lips. This week's episode of Nerd Talkalypse, where nerd enthusiasts such as us come together with a common goal to geek out and preach nerdism in yesterday's and today's nerd culture. Featuring your hosts, Lane Stein and DJ Ben Hollow. Enthusiasts, and thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Nerd Talk Lips. My name is Lane. And I'm Deej. And as always, we're geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. From Marvel and DC, specializing in the CWs, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. Star Wars, Harry Potter, Pokemon, The Walking Dead, Dragon Ball Z, and everything in between. That's right, folks. And here on our show, we express pride in pop culture nerdism and work hard to bring you trending content from fandoms you love. Reach out to us via email, nerdtalkalypse at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash Nerdtalkalypse, Twitter at Nerdtalkalypse, or simply write up a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear some listener feedback. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode 29 of Nerdtalkalypse. Today, we're going to be talking about Fear the Walking Dead, and yesterday we watched X-Men Apocalypse. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And we are going to watch episode 3 of Pokemon Generations. Right. And we're going to watch it live. That's going to be our thing. I think every week we're going to watch the next episode of that and we're going to watch it for the first time. Like, you know, we're not, we haven't watched it before. We're, you're seeing, uh, you're hearing us watch it live. Right. The and then time. we're also going to keep going with our um, nerdy mad libs. Um, yeah. We want some feedback on that. If you don't like it, let us know. We're trying, just trying to Yeah, we're, yeah, we're just going to give it a shot. Did you bring your Star Wars one? I did, yes. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I got Star Wars ones. We got superhero ones. I think we can do like one superhero one. Right, and then until I get, yeah, and then, like, right now I only have the DC ones, and then at the end of the month, or at the beginning of next month, somewhere in the middle of it or something like that, I'm going to order the uh, Marvel ones, because um, apparently they're yet to be released, so I'm going to order those, and then I will try to find, like, Harry Potter ones or something online. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? That way we pretty can, much any Mad Lib that covers our criteria. Going it. And then yeah, we're starting very. It's it's happening really quick, but we're starting to plan our uh, Happy Nerd Year party at the end of the year, and we're gonna maybe we'll talk about that toward the end about what we're gonna do. But uh, that that's gonna be really fun. Um, we'll go into that at the end yeah, if we we'll, have time. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you all the we'll information. Get to it. But for right now, we're going to go ahead and get right into nerd news. It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Talkalypse. everybody for DC well we don't have any Walking Dead news um, and we have no Marvel news so right now we are talking only DC and Star Wars news so first up for DC news um, this is the the 100th episode of Arrow is coming and Stephen Amell poses with Deathstroke in a new photo he posted on Twitter um, while they're shooting the 100th episode 100 fucking episodes of Arrow already hell yes and this is something I didn't know, but apparently we've already heard that Jamie Sheridan, who played Robert Queen, and Katie Cassidy, who played Laura Lance, will make, make guest appearances in the in this episode, which is set to be the th- the third part of this year's four way super crossover. Which is I this is nuts. I cannot like, wait. So between Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, DC's Legend of Tomorrow, they all tweeted out an image of himself sitting out. Yeah, sitting on a park bench looking very cross with the man on the other end who was Deathstroke. Manu Bennett appeared throughout the show's first season as Slade Wilson before stepping into the role as season two's big bad in the Deathstroke costume. He would appear in more than one episode, or yeah, in one more episode in season three, but has voiced his discontent with his now char- or how his character was handled. With the show's 100th episode coming, um, it's being what executive producer Mark Guggenheim called a love letter to the show. Could fans see their favorite villain once again in the form of the current day, either a current day Deathstroke or a season two version by the magic of time travel or something? It doesn't seem entirely impossible. Although with recent revelation that Deathstroke will be the main villain in Batman's, or yeah, Ben Affleck's Batman movie. He looks dope. Yeah, right. And possibly even show up in Justice League. It's hard to imagine that his Arrow appearance will be much Warner Brothers has shown a tendency to remove characters from their TV properties if those characters are going to go on um, to become members of the movie. Where um, I lost track of where I was reading from, but so yeah, pr- pretty much the, what they, it goes on to say that the same thing happened with the Suicide Squad that appeared on Arrow and that they were removed from the TV show because the movie was coming out. So like a lot of people would think the same thing, but now with Supergirl acquiring superman as part of their property maybe maybe warner brothers is like eh it's a multiverse yeah i don't think it should matter leave you know let it you guys write whatever you want you see it as two different things completely there's the tv dc tv show the dv the dc cinematic universe like it right yeah i completely agree anyway that that's what it went on to say arrow comes back on um october 5th so uh that's really soon i was wrong yesterday by the way it was uh, arrow is october uh, flash is october 4th Right. Yeah. Either fucking way, hell yes. That's seven days away. I know. That's insane. Seven days, and we get Flashpoint. Yeah. That's when this show becomes Nerdtocalypse. Live action TV Flashpoint, like, that we get to see, like, for real. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be insane. So I'm, I'm very excited. You'd finish all that? Uh, yeah, well, I lost my... I lost okay. where I was at, and I just went on. I, I already read that. 
Okay, next we got Batman may be gracing the big screen in less than two years. During the 25th annual Goldman Sachs Communicopia Conference, Communicopia, Communicopia Time Warner CEO Jeff Bukes, Bukes indicated that the film was about 18 months out, which that's a year and a half. Right. Speaking about the DC Entertainment lineup at Warner Brothers, Jeff took time to talk Batman. The reboot of Batman with Ben Affleck was a big success. Agreed. Yeah, I agree completely. He said, referring to fans and their reaction over the actor's work, he's going to be EP on Justice League, and that's helpful to that team. EP? Uh, executive producer. Okay. Later, Jeff returned to the topic of Batman and addressed the much-anticipated solo film that Ben Affleck is behind. And surprisingly, he dropped a timeline for the film. Ben announced a Batman movie that he's going to direct, star, write for, I think it's a year and a half out. So the strategy worked. He said Jeff went on to explain how the success of Suicide Squad and Batman signals the overall growth of the DC Extended Universe. The execution did deliver on what we wanted to know. We can do a little bit better on the creative. Which, yeah, I mean, I think they could. Like, yeah. Like, one, like, like that That kind of goes into one of my biggest things of Suicide Squad is it felt very rushed. Like, very, very It could have gone more into getting it. Like The they, plot was a little <coughs> quick. childish. Yeah. Like, it's a very basic plot. What you shouldn't take away is that you should be worried about this. Oh, yeah. What you, what, you, what you shouldn't take away is that you should be worried about this. So, like, do not be worried about the changes and whatever, I guess, is what he's trying to say. Right. We're actually more optimistic about this than we were when we tried to do it. Of course, there are fans who would like to wait time, like the wait time for Batman to be much shorter. Well, yeah, everybody would be like, I want to see Batman in two months, but I'd rather have them wait the year and a half and get it fucking prepared. Like, we'll get it, do it right. <clears throat> the iconic hero is teasing a truly epic return back to the big screen. Earlier this summer, Ben Affleck stunned fans when he shared test footage of Deathstroke for the film, which, like I said, that was fucking badass. Like, Right. It is that guy playing Deathstroke for sure. Joe, man, yep, it, it said, you're about to read that. Uh, and not long after the video dropped, sources confirmed that Joe Man, Mangal, Manganiello, Mangan, Manganiello? Manganiello yep. would be playing the DC Comics Mercenary. However, there are several films that will precede Ben Affleck's Batman project. Wonder Woman will drop next summer before Justice League follows later in the year. These two blockbusters already hotly are already hotly anticipated by fans all over the world. So they will give a chance for Warner Brothers to tweak Batman Project. Or to tweak the cinematic universe, I'm sorry. During the conference, Jeff admitted that there is a little room for improvement on upcoming projects. We can do a little bit better on the creative, the CEO said. Warner Brothers recognizes there is still a disconnect between their DC Entertainment films and fans. Which, you see that a lot. Like, yeah. You know, I can understand that. Shit. As a general heading, Jeff said the issue came down to lightness. The general heading would be the, that the DC Comics characters and their loyal fan base have a little more lightness in them than maybe we maybe what you've seen in those movies, he said. However, Jeff did make it clear that the most recent DC Comics adaptations were very successful in meeting their intended goals. These films were very successful in the strategic aims and the financial aims that we had for them. And the main thing was to launch DC and reinvigorate it, which it did, not, which it did do with its fan base. Remind everyone of the powers of these characters, he said. Yep, and it says Wonder Woman will head to theaters June 2nd of 2017 and Justice League in November 17th. Of so that's good. Like, I, I dread what would have happened if they didn't reach their budget or what they wanted to do. Like, maybe they wouldn't have continued. Like, yeah, I'm I know. so glad they made the money they needed to Dude, make. Dude, Suicide Squad still is taking the box off. It's, it's made, it made, it, it's already beat Winter Soldier. 
Why? It's the 80th highest grossing film of all time. And out of the fact that there's millions of movies, that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so it's still, like, like even, dude, even the soundtrack just went gold. Yeah. That, like, they sold so many of that soundtrack that it, it's gone gold status. Right. I know people that haven't even seen that movie yet that were listening to that soundtrack. Like, yeah, like so Sam it's from like, work. yeah, it's, it's insane. So, I mean, the movie is still grossing so much money, and it's it's going into its, like, I can't remember how many weeks. Oh, it's been a while. Like it's still it's still in theaters. Still in it's theaters. left our theater, but it's still in oh, a lot of theaters. Leaves our theater. Um, so I, I'm I'm very excited. I mean, they made so much money on BVS, so much money on Suicide Squad, and they'll make so much money with Wonder <laughs> Woman. Whether or not it's our most anticipated movie of the well, year, I'm saying with Wonder Woman, they'll make so much money. Yeah, I, it's not necessarily all, yours and my most anticipated movie of 2017. I'm gonna go see it, you know. but. So far, Justice League is the first on my list, and then Star Wars Episode Eight. I don't know. Those are the two most anticipated movies so far of my of to 2017. Okay, like uh, Doctor Strange is that's that's this year. I can't wait. So is Star Wars. Rogue One is this Rogue year One. Too. I'm talking next year. Yeah, right. Those are the only ones I know about next year. I don't know what Marvel has in store next I'll year. I tell you yet. what, of everything that I am excited for, as it goes to Justice League, Batman, another Superman movie. I cannot fucking wait till the new Spider-Man comes out. That that is. What oh I yeah, I totally forgot about. about Homecoming. That's got to be my number one. I that have is to. Definitely I have my to take one. that number one. Homecoming. Number two. Justice League. Number three. Star Wars. And I put. I almost put Wonder Woman at number four. I, I really want to see it, but I do. But I don't have. I don't know. But, um, Spider-Man. It's not a secret that Spider-Man is my favorite superhero outside of anime. Like. Right. You know. So I can't wait for that shit. And he looks he was so good in Civil War that I cannot wait to see a solo movie. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. I've said it once and I'll say it again. I had better motherfucking see Carnage in a live adaptation in one of these future Spider Man movies. I'd better. Like I feel like they have to do Venom correctly first. Maybe. They yeah, have to introduce the symbiote correctly. I feel like they could do this is what they I think that they should have to do. They can do the next Spider Man movie, I don't think it's gonna have either. They're gonna have like a shocker introduction to Spider Man. And Vulture. I think the second movie should involve Venom. Yeah. How they fight and stuff, and they become like enemies, because in the comics, Venom helps Spider-Man beat Carnage. Well, don't forget that Sony is doing that Venom movie. Yeah. But I don't. Nobody has any idea if it's going to be connected to the actual Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man Marvel universe. Well, I hope so because I would love to see. It would see, be retarded when we see Carnage on screen. I would love to see Spider-Man and Venom teaming up to fight him. Like it's supposed to be like a Venom. Solo movie. Yeah. That'd be fuck yeah. Which is, I'm down with. I'm 100% down with. But if they don't make it part of the current continuity, then what's the point? Yeah. But anyway, that's the, we're, we still got one more thing of DC news here. Now, this is, this is something that, it was like a non-spoiler review that I only took, I only took the first part of it out because I didn't want to read the rest. And, <laughs> and whether it's non-spoilery or not, I did not want to know. But this is what was this is the headline. It says Supergirl season two premiere is one of the best hours of superhero TV ever created, according to this guy. So I don't want you guys to think that we agree with this, but this is what the article said. So there's no way to start off this season, the season two premiere of Supergirl, or there's no better way to start off the season two premiere of Supergirl. Um, it's one of the best hours of live action superhero television ever created. It's utterly joyful television that is perfectly commu- or that perfectly communicates the wonder, fun, and action. Uh, of the best superhero comics. As it enters its second season, the CW Supergirl doubles down on its appeal to fans whose preferred 
brand of superheroics is less than angsty and more inspired by 60s and 70s comics and the Richard Donner Superman movies. Though strong, through strong performances, though, it manages to appeal more broadly even fans of post-Crisis on Infinite Earths comics and Zack Snyder's DC Extended Universe should find something to love in this premiere. Good, because Crisis has to be... All the Crisis ones have to be some of my favorite DC stories. I right. fucking love the Crisis. I can... And I can't speak for... I mean, I, I know that Lane and I both spoke about it last week on the podcast, so Superman and Supergirl looks weird. I don't like them, Superman. He's too tiny. Yeah, he's very tiny, but that could it could change depending on how he acts... And, you know, as long as he acts okay, like, he's not going to be Henry Cavill. No. You know what I mean? He's not going to be the Superman that we've seen from the animated series or anything, but... Well, nobody can be that. Right. But I, I, I am expecting it to be... It should still be good. It's a good. Superman on yes. TV. Like, uh, I think Smallville did a decent job of it. Like, the continuity in Smallville was fucking terrible, but... It was. I liked Smallville. I watched the entire series. I don't think I could ever do it again. Like, there's ten seasons of it. I don't know if I could ever watch it all over again. Well, but, especially now with the amount of stuff we've learned since then. Yeah. It would probably be unbearable. Yeah, like that. This that for an example, that one episode where he sees Bart Allen. Right. As the Flash. Yeah, it's weird. Which Bart Allen doesn't exist until fucking way after Wally and Barry. Well, and I have a I have a huge problem with the fact that he fights all of Superman's main nemeses as a young teenager. Without actually being Superman, he fights Maul's Clark Kent, like... Or is the red-blue blur, is what they call him. Yeah, that, that's weird. Like, he fights fucking Doomsday. He fights Doomsday, he fights that's Brainiac. That's ridiculous. But I will say, of every Lex Luthor I've ever seen, Michael Rosenbaum, I think that's Michael Rosenbaum, whatever he... Yeah. That, he fucking did amazing. Like, he wasn't big like we've seen Lex be, but he was, like, in The Death of Superman, Lex Luthor wasn't that big. Right. I, I loved his Lex. I fucking loved it so much. Well, and speaking of Death of Superman, I wanted to reiterate on something that I learned over the week after we did our episode last week. It was really interesting, and we didn't get this information before we had read it. We just read it and did the episode. But I had found out later on a in a group on Facebook called the DC Fan Group, well, some DC Fan Group, someone was talking about the Death of Superman and that they wanted to read it and ask people's opinion of it. And so I was reading the comments, and I had posted a link to our episode in there. I was reading the comments, and it said uh, that comic book, when it came out, it devastated so many people that it actually made, like, world headline news. Yeah. They talked about it on television. Like, the, you know, Superman has died. Like, I can just see it. Like, breaking news. Like, Superman is dead. Like, that's fucking crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, that I did not know that. That, that that's funny because like thing. it would be like news in the comic book universe, and right? It was the same fucking news in real life, like, right? Like Superman has died, and people right. are like, no. <laughs> people all over the world. You know what I mean? And then and then the return of Superman, obviously. So, but that that would be crazy. I would love to go back in time and just be around when that comic book came out. See, there was a weird time jump, like when we were when me go me and you going up in the nineties and stuff. Comic books weren't that huge, I guess. Like right. I mean, I guess they were to the people that have been reading them since the 70s and 80s. You know, like the older people, like Kevin Smith. Is, well, by the time we were conscious enough to care about we were comic books. cartoons and it was, anime. And... The 90s weren't on their way out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, in 1995, I was in first grade. You yeah, know what I mean? Five, five years after that was Y2K, and then nothing really mattered that much anymore. I'm not saying that comic books weren't still wildly popular, because they're still wildly popular today. But even back then, I never cared. Like Right. 
So it's like, like yeah, like you said, like Kevin Smith and all the guys on Comic Book Men and everything like that, they... They skipped our generation, kind of. Like, there are kids our age that did read comic books, but it wasn't quite the... Right. Like, every kid I ever knew... I also grew up in Southern California where <laughs> the people didn't like that kind of shit. I mean, when them. I was really young, like, we would go to the grocery store and they had comic books there. But I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, oh, that's a Spider-Man comic book. You know what I mean? It was probably Spider-Man 385 of some Spider-Man series right. that I bought for two... Near two dollars and ninety nine cents, and I read it, and I was like, I didn't make any sense. Because you had to read the other three hundred before it. <laughs> yeah, and I had no idea. You know what I mean? I read like Mad Magazine and 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 things like that, and I, I they had comic books in there. And that's what sucks. Like I wish I could go back in time, and read all of these from the very beginning. Right. Because to be able to catch up on every comic book ever made, it's not an, that's not an easy feat. Like hell no. You just need a hundred bucks, and you'd be able to buy them all. Go yeah. back in time. Not necessarily. Oh yeah, back in the yeah, back in the day. Yeah, they're like ten cents each. Say hundred bucks would buy you one. <laughs> yeah. Anymore. Well now, yeah, no, it won't even buy you Superman number one. You have to have that times a lot more. <laughs> but, All right. Well, we're gonna get right into the Star Wars news. Um, first thing, new Star Wars fan theory claims Kylo Ren is not Han and Leia's son. This theory is a little reachy. Now, this is the theory, fan theory. Like I. So don't don't give it any fucking. I I posted this on on here because it's uh in, it's interesting, but it's it's a little reachy. Spoilers. Like... Kylo Ren, the main antagonist of the Force Awakens, declared in the early minutes that he was the grandson of Darth Vader. So, he we know he is the grandson of Darth. You know, at least he thinks he is. So he has to either be Leia's son or Luke's son. It has right. to be. That's the only way. Unless Darth Vader had some son we didn't know about, but I don't think that he could have impregnated as Darth Vader because he was all burnt to shit. But right. anyway, everything he did, including including turning on Luke, whom he claimed was his uncle during his training, was to finish the job Vader had started. This thirst for power turned Kylo to the dark side, and Han was charged by his former wife Leia with trying to show him the light once again. During the climax of the film, Han and Kylo met on a bridge, and the old man tried to reason with Kylo, but his pleading fell on deaf ears. Instead, Kylo Ren pulled out his lightsaber and killed Solo where he stood. Just like in the original trilogy, a father was killed by his son, or so we thought. In a new theory, Reddit user Lemmy Ghost points out that Kylo Ren may not have been the son of Han and Leia at all, but rather a nephew or a distant relative. This may seem like a shock, but the user has their reasoning. If you watch through The Force Awakens, never once is it specifically said that Kylo is Han and Leia's son. Han will say things such as, we miss you, and Leia will say things such as, bring, bring our son home. I am, very sh I am fairly sure Kylo will end up being their nephew. The son they speak of is a different character. Every single line is written in a veiled sort of way, so that later their true son is revealed, and we can rewatch and see that this was never specifically said. I disagree. I do too. They were talking about going to get Kylo, and she said, "Bring home my son." That is her saying that that like. When you think about it, Lemmy Ghost has a point. For the most part, no. <laughs> Throughout much of the film, the terminology used to describe Kylo or Ben was suspicious. They never once said Kylo Ren was their son specifically, but it was definitely implied. The biggest case against this theory comes at the time of Han's death when he confronts Kylo. See, and and he would underneath, have to be like their adopted that, son, maybe you know. Like, underneath it, there was the video of Han Solo's death. I watched it, you know what I mean, and I don't, I don't agree with this guy. There was one theory that I liked, that we I think we talked about it on here, that one about how Kylo was gonna turn. He was like, on, he was the light, but he was like a spy for the kind of thing. And Han, that Han killed himself. Not that, but like, uh, 
when he was like, I, I, I will, I'm willing to help you however I can. And the only way for him to help was for Kylo to kill Han. Right, right, right. And so Han let him kill him like that. Like, right. I like that theory. It's, it makes kind of sense. Right. Now, um, I don't, I don't like I said, I don't agree with Lemmy Ghost. So sorry, Lemmy Ghost. But I, I do understand what you're saying by them being very, very vague. See, I want to watch that movie again because... I don't remember it being too vague. Like when he shows up on the on the bridge, you know what I mean. He screams out. He goes, "Ben!" You know what I mean. And and, and Kylo turns around, and he's like, "Take your mask off." He's like, "What are you gonna see if I take my mask off?" He goes, "The face of my son," which right there is the only. You know what I mean? Like, what no, the no. fuck does that? What does this Lemmy Ghost guy think that that means? Other than what it fucking means. Now the like, only way this could be true is if somehow they. Adopted him in some way. Maybe Kylo Ren is somebody else's son, but if you adopt somebody, they like if I my mom adopted you, you right? Would be, she would be you would be her son, right? Like, Unless he's implying like, you know, the like many like a much deeper meaning. Like I would love if, to get Aaron Dwyer's. You, uh, I, yeah, I was gonna ask him. I forgot, but the uh, you know what I mean. Like let's say let's say Kylo Ren, whoever he really you is. Have his phone number? I do have his phone number. Um, maybe I don't know. Um, let's say Kylo Ren, in theory, who he really is, is the man who killed Han and Leia's son, and by by saying I'll see the face of my son if you remove your mask, would be like when Dexter killed people and you saw the life leave their eyes. Like right. you know, what I mean, maybe Han believes that his son's life imprinted on Kylo Ren's face for life. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm. You remove your mask. I'm gonna see the face of my son because you're the one who <laughs> killed him. You know what I mean? And maybe he is Luke's kid. And, and maybe maybe Ray is fucking their you know their thing. And maybe their their whole maybe Leia's thing like bring our son home. Maybe that means something completely different. Like bring our son to to light. Bring our son justice. Like bring him home to not be so open ended. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe there is some credibility to this theory. Either, I don't know. Star either, Wars is a uh, mindfuck sometimes, but... But either way, him calling Luke his uncle, he'd have to be Leia's son. Yeah, he'd have to be. But uh, the this theory is just vague enough to work, but almost too vague to not. Right. I don't know. But, like I said, these are fan theories, and one of them is bound to be right. You know what I mean? It's, it's like the whole Walking Dead thing again. Everybody can theorize who's going to die. Yeah. One of them, you know, if if there's a theory for each character, somebody's going to be right and somebody's going to be like, told you. Yeah, right? Like this, if this if this turns out to be true, you know what I mean? Like this guy's going to be like, oh, holy fuck, like I was right. Hey, like, I'll give fucking, if this is true, let me ghost. I don't know if he even listens to this, but I'll give him his due. Like, Yeah, like I'll, I'll come straight on here and do a specific episode just to say that that guy was right. Like... But I, other than that, I don't feel like the, there's much credibility to it. They they did for me. They said enough to for everybody out there to I agree. think that he was their son. Now it it also I also think it's too obvious. You know what I mean? Like everybody and their brother thinks that Ray is Luke's daughter. Yeah, but that is not very. You know what I mean? But that that's still. But point. that but that is way too obvious for me. That is exactly what they want you to think. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I do not think that Rey is Luke's daughter. I, I, I personally, thought, I think she's a Kenobi. 
I think it'd be cool if Kenobi had a daughter or something that we never knew about or a grandchild that Luke hooked up with. Yeah. And they had a child like a Luke he's a Skywalker and a Kenobi like right. that would be fucking well cool. I'm a fan of that theory and I'm also a fan of Rey being <clears throat> let me th- like th- th- mm, like a, a, a reincarnated Anakin or maybe like, she's just straight up Skywalker maybe I mean she could maybe be maybe before Luke found out Leia was his actual sister like like unless they, they unless they reiterate uh, um, not Lando but uh Anakin's uh, past, all we know right now is that Anakin was born of the Force. He conceived of the Force. He has no father. He's Star Wars Jesus. You know what I mean? So, and if if he died, and that one theory that I talked about, like having the Force remake another chosen one, maybe that's Rey. Maybe that is why. Maybe they're, like, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, maybe maybe, maybe maybe there's been that for the entire Star Wars universe. Maybe there's always one child. And when that one dies, that force is, it still exists, right. and it goes to the next. Maybe there has been other Darth Vader's quotes before, right. and then and maybe Rey, that uh, and maybe that explains why Luke's and if Ray dies, there will be another one after that, right? right. And that that explains Luke's um, thing. Like maybe when he turned around, he was like, "Oh, I feel." <clears throat> maybe he sensed her, like, "Oh, I feel like that feels like my father." Right. And he turned he around, and it wasn't her father, and like, he, he was had like, a "Weird look, like, oh like, shit, oh, like who the fuck is this, and why does she have my lightsaber, like?" You know what I mean? Maybe that's what happened. I don't. I don't really know. I'm a fan of that theory, or I'm a fan of the fact that she's a Kenobi because she speaks with a British accent, kind of like yeah. Kenobi did. Like he's he's the only one who did that in the whole series. So I, I don't really know. See, but with the whole accent thing, I think it's stretched because if two Eng- two very British people have a child and then that child grows up in America, that child is not going to have a British accent. That's true. Accents are. Their, with their surroundings. Like, yeah. I knew an American woman that moved to Britain or whatever for a couple of years, came back with a strong-ass British accent. Like, right. It, it just developed. Yeah, it's like accents a, aren't hereditary. you adapt. Yeah. Which is weird, though, because she grew up on Jakku, and, you know, <clears throat> there's nothing but aliens there. Yeah. But so maybe, know, maybe her accent was so strong that she couldn't, like the actress herself, she just couldn't completely get rid right. of it. Right. Well, I used to know a girl, she was from Scotland, and she moved here. And she had a perfect American accent when she was with her friends, but I had a crush on her, so I hung out with her all the time. And when her mom would call her, she would speak with a Scottish accent, a really heavy Scottish accent, only when her mom would call her. And I'm like, what the hell is that all about? She's like, oh, my mom doesn't really like the fact that I've conformed to an in yeah. American accent. So I talked to her like that. And I was, it blew my mind the first time I heard her. I was like, what, what is happening? Like, how can you possibly do that? That's so perfect. Like, but... Um, I don't know. I haven't seen her in years. Anyway, so the, the the last piece of news here is an interesting thing. Um, I don't know if you all have heard. Of, sure. I don't know if you all have heard of Bob Iger, but I guess I guess he works for uh, Disney Star Wars uh, somewhere in there. I'm not really sure what he does. He's oh, he's a Disney CEO. Okay. So it says uh, Disney has Star Wars movies planned until 2020 and beyond. So we're talking four years plus for Star Wars, which is what we already knew. No, no, that's fine. Actually, yeah, I'm down with Dr. Pepper. So, Star Wars The Force Awakens just walked away, not just, but walked away last year with with $2 billion worldwide, which is an incredibly high mark for Rogue One to meet. Yeah, tell me right up. That's ridiculous. But as Disney's top executive tells it, 
The studio is keeping an open mind about the variety of product that is making following the roadmap that extends far into the future. This is quote unquote. I had a meeting yesterday with Kathy Kennedy and we mapped out while we reviewed the Star Wars plans we have until 2020. Says Disney CEO Bob Iger. We have movies in development for Star Wars till then and we started talking about what we're going to do in 2021 and beyond. Iger was discussing Rogue One on a conference call with Goldman Goldman Sachs recently, as reportedly by The Playlist, I don't know what that is, and discussed his reaction to seeing Rogue One and its position with the prototype for a new kind of Star Wars movie. It's really interesting in terms of Star Wars storytelling, he said. Star Wars has only been told as a saga, and in this moment in time, we love what we've seen. Clearly, Rogue One is going to be a departure from the main episode films that we've seen thus far. Episodes in the main saga, by design, are action-adventure films that appear to that appeal to all demographics. With The Force Awakens, almost tailor-made to include all quadrants in the modern diversity demographic chart. It, in doing things like standalone films, that can blend it can blend with so many other genres of film. Rogue One essentially being a Saving Private Ryan-style war film. Disney is almost certainly cutting down on the box office pen- potential of those films. Apparently, Iger wants to be upfront and clear with the studio, understands this, and therefore won't hold Rogue One and The Force Awakens to the same kind of earnings standard. Um, he said he never felt like we never felt like it would do the same level that The Force Awakens did, which I agree with. It probably won't. And I've said this. I've said that many times. How many people are going to go into the theater and be like, "Where's Ray? Where's Kylo? Where's Finn?" In eight or in, in, in Rogue in, One, yeah. Like they're going to have no idea because. Unless something comes up at the very <clears throat> beginning that said, this movie takes place before the original Star Wars movie, A New Hope, then well, people are going to be like, have no fucking idea what's happening. Well, if you follow any news at all, you should know. Like, yeah, but I'm talking about the average Joe moviegoer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's say some unnerdly nerd who just watches Star Wars when it comes out is going to go see it. Like, it's going to be the same deal. I mean, or how many people are going to go see Fantastic Beasts and where to find them and be like, Oh, does this take place in the Harry Potter universe? Like, what the fuck? Where's Harry Potter? Yeah, they're going to have no idea. You know I mean? They're going to go see that movie and have no idea what it exactly it even is. I don't even think James Potter was born at this time. No, like, it's... I don't know. It's weird. I guess we'll have to all right. see well, how it all pans out. That's what we're here for, people. Spread the word. That's because... all of the news. We're going to get right into X-Men. Apocalypse. So I'm going to start this review off immediately by saying I don't understand why this movie was so crapped on because it was dope. Right, unless there's just so much continuity problems because I don't know a whole lot about X-Men's continuity, so I don't... You know what I mean? I can't... Well, I remember hearing the review for it right off the bat 
saying that it was right after Suicide Squad because it was on the tail end of Suicide or Suicide Squad was on the tail end of this. Right. And people were like, "Oh, I'm so tired of movies having like a giant sky beam in the, you know what I mean? Like, it's like Suicide Squad had like a right. big hole in the sky that they were fighting against, blah blah blah." And the X Men was the same way, blah blah blah. And I was like, "I don't agree with that because it was global." Yeah, that was crazy. Like, it, th- this was happening on a global scale, and it and it was insane. Like, I don't think that the plot was the um, was unoriginal. By uh-huh. certain some certain standards, like it wasn't really a sky beam though; it was just Ma- M- Magneto being a boss. Like. Yeah, like he, he. I mean, the the whole thing, like Apocalypse, Apocalypse tapped into mutant powers and made them stronger, way stronger. And and, and Magneto was taking his powers on a global level, and that was insane. Like this movie did not have an unoriginal plot. I absolutely loved this movie. Like. I, I, I now that I've seen it, I regret not seeing it in theaters. Yeah, it I think it would have been fun to see. Yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> if I would have been happy with it had I traveled to see it. Right. Yeah. But I would have been okay with seeing it in theaters. Like agreed. But I mean, I, I coming right off the tail end of uh, First Class and uh, Days of Future Past, this movie is a perfect end to if a, a trilogy and then lead into the last Wolverine movie that we get with Hugh Jackman. Right. And I, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Like, right from the get-go, they have really awesome things happening in this movie. Yeah, fucking, yeah. I love that movie. What, that that one, you know, it's about mutants that existed way back in the day and, and Apocalypse changing his body over to another host, pretty much. And um, you get that chick and she, like... Crushes that guy. Cru- like, yeah, like, into like a pretzel. Up. And then you get that, that, one, that one mutant who had the power that turned those dudes into skeletons. Yeah, like just completely incinerated them instantaneously. Like, like that's insane. Yes. And we, we immediately were like, wow, like, that is crazy. Brutal. This movie was brutal. And, like, Apocalypse could just, like, adapt to, to any sort of mutant power necessary just by, you know, whiting his eyes up. And he, like, can create things out of nothing. Yeah. Created that dude new wings. Yeah. Made out of blades. Like He made that helmet for Magneto. Yeah, like, he made Magneto a dust. brand new helmet. He like turned the city into a giant pyramid. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was like he used that, that sand to decapitate those dudes. Like Yeah, that was crazy. He too. molded that dude into the wall. Like Apocalypse was crazy. Like uh, they did a good job. He's a beast. Like Yeah, like like we, we don't we're not we don't know a whole lot about Apocalypse. I don't personally. But I liked it. I thought he was really, really awesome. Yeah. And like I said, the, 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 the threat was on a global scale, so the stakes felt high. Right. But I can, I guess, I don't really know. The, the X-Men weren't, they were doing everything that they could have done to stop it from happening. And, and it did feel like it happened really quick at the end, but like I, I, the, the whole movie, you know what I mean? You felt what was going on. I didn't think there was a lot. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome seeing young Cyclops actually do some stuff. Yeah, young, young Jean Grey. Young Storm. And if those of you that didn't know, if you don't know, uh, the the girl that played Jean Grey was Sansa Stark from uh, Game, of Game of Thrones, which was interesting. She's, like, bigger and thicker <laughs> than she was. Right. I, I don't know. I thought this movie was awesome. And then, like, the, all the Quicksilver scenes were dope. Yeah. And just in in general, and I mean, I, I there, there was a one point in the movie where Quicksilver was saving everybody, 
You know what I mean? It was, it was like funny. The, yeah. the best scene. It was really, really funny, but I'm, I am I was fairly certain the Flash would have had it done way faster than that. Yeah, well. <laughs> but that's, saying, that's hardly an argument. But that scene where Quicksilver was punching Apocalypse. Yeah. But then he adapted to his speed real fast. Like, yep. He was like, oh, I can see you. Boom. Yep. And you got Psy- you had Psylocke. Psylocke was dope. I didn't know anything yeah, about her. She was cool. Um, what's his face? Angel with the wings, yeah. metal metal bladed wings. He got that was nuts. Oh, a Nightcrawler, young Nightcrawler was really cool. yes. I, I was just about to say that that he was a highlight of the movie for me. He was really awesome. Yeah, and it, it almost like I don't I don't I'll never forget as long as I live the opening scene to X Men Two is one of the greatest opening scenes in any superhero movie in my opinion. Remind remind me like with just Nightcrawler getting into the White House. Oh yeah. And like just popping in and out all over the place, like right. that shit is insane. Yeah, I loved when he when he was fighting Angel at the end. Not the first time in the Death Ring, but uh, like that cage match they had. But uh, right when they were fighting against his four horsemen, he that fight was just cool. They're, they're just fighting and teleporting everywhere. Pop, 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 pop. It's just awesome. I just love, and then like Jean Grey can make you know make make themselves invisible just by <clears throat> getting into their head and like you can't see me over here. Mm-hmm. Like it was just really cool, really good movie, definitely regret not seeing it any sooner but i'm happy that i finally watched it i'll probably i would definitely watch it again yeah maybe no. not right away but i would watch it again right. for sure and we saw phoenix we got to see her release her phoenix powers which that i feel like was weird because she there's way more to her getting those phoenix powers than that but whatever right well i don't I really enjoyed it. The movie was very aesthetically pleasing. Like, yes, it was a. We watched a beautiful copy of the movie. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm not like oh, super excited about it, but it was really good. Like, right. I'm I'm yes. I'm happy as you that can we, tell, we're not doing an entire special about it. We were just gonna go over how much we liked it. And yeah, we didn't take any notes. But if you haven't gone out and seen it yet because you were afraid because some <coughs> of the reviews. I mean, this movie got destroyed by reviewers, but I I absolutely loved it. I don't. I don't even know. I'm going to check and see right now what it got on Rotten Tomatoes because I, I thought it was great. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. It was a great – it was like a two-and-a-half-hour movie, but it went flew by like it was good like from beginning to end, just action and all of it. Let's see. X-Men Apocalypse. You love seeing how powerful Jean Grey really is. You know, she – I think even uh, Xavier knows that she's just more powerful than him or she will be. Oh man, when uh when um Apocalypse took over Cerebro, dude, that's insane. Yeah, that was crazy. Like that is some crazy power. Why why isn't this coming up on here? Is there a legitimate dash in X Men that I had to put? Oh, I guess there is. Let's see here. Oh, that didn't get it didn't do too awful bad. It did forty eight percent by the tomato meter <laughs> and seventy percent audience score. <laughs> so that's hmm. <coughs> it's better than I thought it was. It's not the do. worst we've seen. So like, it, it, I see. I don't agree with this guy. He said it's basically a closing chapter to a feeble trilogy that started out well and then ran out of gas. But I really liked um, Days of Future Past as well. I thought. See, it was but the ending that. opened up for another one too because they showed the Essex Corp. Yeah. And Essex is Mister Sinister, so I don't know why they would introduce something like that. Mister Sinister, such a main villain. Right, and then not incorporate him. You know they're gonna have to. Like, See, and, and this was this was also directed by Brian Singer and written by Simon Kinberg, and and Brian Singer did the original X Men movies. Um, so like like we're we're pretty confused as to as to um how X Men works 
in this universe. But we in very much enjoyed the movie, so I definitely recommend it. And I want to watch First Class and uh, Days of Future Past again. And then, it, it, even at the end of the movie, uh, like I had no idea that Wolverine was going to make a cameo appearance. Oh, in this his movie. scene was fucking badass. <laughs> oh yes, it was. As soon as she said that, like we heard that thing growling in that cage, and they're like, oh, "That's human." I'm like, "That's Wolverine." Like it's got to be Weapon X and Wolverine because we hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, "Oh man, that's what that is." And dead on, like it, it was just beautiful. Yeah. And the then they said that the bloody brutal. We looked up the. Um, Essex Corp at the end of the movie because we had no idea what it was. It, you know, it basically says that it's going to be the premise for Old Man Logan, Mister Sinister. He's gonna Mister Sinister should be the villain in the next Wolverine movie, is what I saw. And that, that'll be that'll be Hugh Jackman's last Wolverine movie mm. ever. Yeah. So I don't. Which which I heard some people are okay with. Like not only is Hugh Jackman a great Wolverine, but a lot of people wanted like Wolverine's a short guy. Like in the comic books, he's like almost he's like like as tall as my wife. I don't know about all that. Like, he's really little, like, I right. guess. Uh-huh. And, like, I guess Hugh Jackman's just huge. Yeah. Oh, well. So I'm not I'm not really sure. I still would love to have seen the classic X uh, Wolverine costume. Yeah, that would have been cool. Maybe we'll get it in Old Man Logan. <laughs> Maybe. I don't really know. But even, like, at the end of the movie, you see Cyclops in, like, his, his, glasses, actual, yeah, yeah. his actual goggles. And... Storm looks like Storm. Young Storm. Yeah, that was cool, though. Yeah, like I, I, I'm not really sure. I'm a big fan of Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique. Eh, I like it. I think the Mystique in the original X Men movies was better. Yeah, but she, she does it fair enough. Yeah, and I mean this movie brings light to how Charles Xavier went bald and yeah, that was cool and all that stuff. But Apocalypse was awesome. This guy was played by Oscar Isaac, and he also played Poe Dameron in The Force Awakens. The only problem I have with his makeup is that there was times when he was like yelling or whatever, like. You could see his real lip underneath his fake lip. Oh, really? Yeah, like you could see like the second lip underneath. Like, Interesting. I didn't weird. notice that. It was weird. But, see, when this movie started coming out, we... Everybody and their brother thought that this that, that guy looked like Ivan Ooze. A little bit. But I mean, they I, changed it a little bit. I mean, I, don't, I didn't think Ivan Ooze once while watching it. No, neither did I. But in the very first pictures that they ever released yeah. of Apocalypse... Well, he was way more purple in yeah, those pictures. Yeah, he was purple, and he looked just like Ivan Ooze. And I was like, wow. No, I think they did a good job at making him look like what he's supposed to, I guess. Like, yeah. But, yeah, I guess uh, there's really not a whole, a whole lot more to say about it. We didn't... I mean, I don't want to get too much in the story and stuff like that, but you need to watch this movie. Like, if you haven't seen it yet and you're worried about reviews, you can definitely check it out. Yes, agree. You can trust our reviews. I'll give it a 6 out of 10. I can agree with that. I can I can go six yeah, out of ten. It was good. It wasn't the best superhero movie of the year, but it was good. It was good enough to watch. Yeah. Like I said, uh, for when it comes to important movies that are coming out, we like to travel to go to a better theater because the theater here sucks. <coughs> yes. And I, this movie, I would have been upset to travel for, but I would have been perfectly fine seeing in our theater. Just to say, I saw it in theaters and it was great. Right. But I I didn't I would never go out of my way to pre-order this movie. Like, if I see it on the shelf for a couple bucks, yeah, maybe. I don't own any of the other X-Men movies, so I don't know if I'll ever own this movie or not. But I'm down with it. But that's that's going to conclude that. We have uh, to talk about uh, an episode of Fear the Walking Dead, and then we're going to do our nerdy Mad Libs at the end, and then we'll call it a we'll call it an episode. Gotta watch right. Pokemon. Oh, yeah, Pokemon Generations. Forgot about that. Yep, so we're going to go ahead and get right into Fear the Walking Dead right now. 
right, guys, we're on here for Fear of the Walking Dead, episode 13, called Date of Death. All right. All right, well, we finished the last episode with Madison turned the light on to the hotel, which we were immediately like, fucking dumbass bitch. Like, that's the stupidest goddamn thing. And it pretty much ended there. Yeah, and when you see Travis, you see Travis in the distance. Well, this episode starts off with a horde of people. Uh, just in front of the gates of this hotel, like so many people, like they're like trying to get in because obviously they saw the fucking hotel lights come on and then back off. Right. And then they seem to be like turning them away, like they don't. They're like, sorry, we can't. Like, you know, like they're not letting them in. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I mean, I understand why they wouldn't want to. And these people were like, oh, you got like a freaking castle here, you know, let us in, we know. Right. Um, and you got electricity and all this stuff. For now. <laughs> and they're just like, sorry, we can't do it. And then all of a sudden, Travis shows up at the back of this giant crowd of people. Mm. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, how is he How is he going to be let in there without these people fucking throwing, throwing a fit? Mm. But they do it. Madison lets him in, opens the door. They lock it back up before anybody can get in. It's weird to me. It's weird that, that, that the hotel... You they don't let him in for a little bit. Like, they go, they do the flashback first, and then they let him in. But mm. either way... Well, yeah. Well, it's, well, anyway, like I asked you yesterday, it's weird to me that there's that whole entire area of the hotel, all the way around the entire perimeter of that area, completely fenced off. Yeah, I wrote that down in here somewhere, too. That, that's weird. Yeah, because like, like that's the only way into the hotel. Like, Yeah. I don't know. That seems so bizarre to me. Unless they'd set it all up like that. Like, because, they might have gated it all off. I yeah, know. I guess they could have. that gate looked pretty flimsy. It didn't look like a natural... Not yeah. natural, but it didn't look like it was there already. Hmm. Well, then we go back to the flashback of back when Chris shot that old man that was trying to defend his home. Um, that Now, that one of the kids, whatever, I don't remember their names, but one of the kids got shot in the leg, and that's what made Chris shoot that old man. And Travis is trying to help him. Like, he's like, well, he was a teacher, so he knew basic CPR and right. whatever. Um, now at this point we're thinking we should be able we should we're gonna see why Travis was alone because he didn't have Chris with him. So uh, now it goes to the next scene where Travis is burying the old man, like giving him a proper burial next to his family, and uh, you see like he's like he's burying it and then he puts a cross down, but he doesn't know the man's name. We know his last name Suarez, but he doesn't know the date of birth and all that. They don't even know the date of death. They don't know the date today, so. Yeah, he's like, do you remember the date? And he's like, what does it even matter? Like, I lost track. I don't know. Which they talked about in season two of The Walking Dead. Oh, no, it was season one of The Walking Dead. Mm. No, maybe it was season two. I can't remember. That was when Dale had the watch. And they were asking about the watch. And he's like, why are you even keeping time? What does it even matter anymore? Right. He's like, I don't know. Time is humane. It's a very humane thing to do. Right. Maybe that's why he did it. Because animals don't do it, so... (coughs) Now, uh, Travis is pissed because Chris seems to have no remorse. He's just sitting around the fire, eating with these fucking guys, laughing, and just like, like he didn't even just kill an old man, like an older man, for, you know, just defending his home. Um, I think the guy that got shot's gonna die at this point, is what I was thinking. Uh, he's like acting like he's better, but he's kind of, yeah. can tell that he's just bullshitting because he doesn't want to be the weak link, apparently. Chris is a cocksucker. Fuck I cannot stand I him. I fucking hate Chris. And he's probably not even good at it. At what? Sucking cock. Oh. <laughs> no, he probably just... Yeah. Uh, just but, sucks dick. It's sucking dick. But, um, um, where are you at? Which one is it? Probably under... Probably not even good at it. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize you actually wrote that down. 
Uh, all right, so back to Travis at the gate. Uh, it seems that, you know, they let him in. Um, and this is where we have this, ta- this thought about the hotel being gated. Um, Madison then asks Travis where Chris is, and he seems really distraught. And he says, I, I had to do what I had to do. And we are, you know, everybody at this point is thinking, did he kill him? I'm sure him? everybody's thought this at the time, too. Like, did he kill him? <laughs> um, so then it goes back to this, this group of guys uh, with Travis. Um, they all want to go back to San Diego. Travis telling them he, it, that it's all burned. And, and Chris is like, we didn't see it or whatever. Like, he's being a little fucking faggot. Yeah, he's like, he's like we just drove by, you know, went by it, like. You know, we didn't see that it was burned down. He's like, we're going. Like, he's ordering his dad around, and it's ridiculous. So right. Travis goes, you know, goes into the house to get some, you know, a little bit of solidarity uh, away from the guys, and he's looking for the man's name in, any, you know, in anything he finds, and he reaches in the nightstand, grabs his wallet, pulls out his license, finds out his name is Elias. Elias Suarez. Now they found his date of birth in there, but he probably did. Like, again, they didn't know the date of the, the date there, so. Right. And, like, they're, like, ordering Travis around, too, like, really tough, like, you know, I just can't stand these. I can't stand this whole group. Chris fits in with them perfect. I hate them all. <laughs> yeah, and the, like that one guy that was shot, he was like acting like he's trying was... to act all tough for them other guys so they wouldn't kill him. <clears throat> yeah, and then uh, so they're all getting into a truck. zero, man. Yeah. Well, they're all getting in a truck because like, they're like, we got to move on or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But Travis is like, this guy's not ready to move. You know, he's oh, it's only been one week he's been shot and like through his leg. Like, so Travis kept trying to tell him, but Tra- Travis is going to go with him. Obviously, his son's with him. And, uh, but the guy passes out in the back of the truck, and Travis was right. Travis started, like, pull the fuck over. Like, this guy's not ready. He's going to fucking die. Like, yep. So then there come, they're, you know, they're, there's, like, a big – they're all, like, making deci- – Travis decides he's going to stay with this guy in the barn while he uh, – Yeah, because they're talking about killing him or whatever, and Travis kind of locks himself in with him. Yeah, and he grabbed – you know, he grabbed – he took Chris's gun and – um, they, you know, he doesn't want them to kill him, so he locks himself in the barn. And then Chris, um, shows up the next morning with like some food. He's like, "I just want to talk." And then he gets in there and he puts that in a trap. I thought that was the moment that Chris was gonna get iced. Like I thought mm-hmm. Travis was gonna kill him, but then he puts his dad in like a headlock, and then they all come in and shoot this guy. Yeah, Chris was like acting like he was understanding and everything, and but like they guess they made a deal because they had a guy in a group before that got bit and they killed him but that's a different scenario a guy was bit you know he's dead for sure and at this point Chris came in like I said he tackled his dad down and his friend just walked up and shoots him right in the forehead see which was unnecessary because Trav didn't even end up going with them at the end of this and he Trav was like just keep let him stay with me like what the fuck why do you have to kill him like, right like I was like begging for him not to kill him and he just did it anyway these guys are just scum Okay, um, uh, now, uh, piece of shit fucks is what I wrote. These guys are pieces of shits. And they I said, sure are. And I said, Chris needs to die, because, like, I, I cannot stand Chris. Like, I, I want to see Carl just beat the piss out of this kid. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even know if it's, if it's even respectable <laughs> anymore to call this kid new Carl, because... Carl is better. <laughs> Carl is far better. Carl used to be annoying in the early seasons, but... Not like this. No, not even close. This kid is, like... Morgan on another level, annoying. Um, yeah. Well, there's a point where they're getting back in the truck and they're saying that uh, he's not coming with us. He and then Chris is like he knows, and uh, Travis is just begging Chris, please don't not go with them. Like stay with me, please. Like you're my son. Like I, I promised your mother I'd take care of you. He goes, letting me go is taking care of me. And Chris, Travis is like, what? You're an idiot. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, that's it, that's ridiculous. 
And then uh, tra uh, he tried comparing what happened in there to Travis shooting Chris's mom. He's like, you had to do it. I'm like, yeah, she was bit. Like, Yeah, yeah, you mustered up the courage <laughs> to do what needed to be done, and now you can't do it. Like, doesn't doesn't necessarily need to be done. Like, like, I was not necessarily going to die. Chris is the definition of naive. Very. Like, Idiot. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. So, um, they you know he, did you already get to the point where he left? He, they uh, left. Uh, so they left him. Guess he didn't kill. Oh, him. Oh, right here. Yeah. 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 So they drove off, and then Travis didn't end up killing him. So we're like, well, I guess he didn't kill him. Yep. And it's just so Travis walking away. Yep. You know he's leaving the farm, and he's <coughs> expectedly. This is the point where he finds the hotel. If the you know that night. Yeah. And he's going, <coughs> and it goes back to back. He's talking to Madison up in that room and. He's so upset. He goes, oh, I left him. He goes, I, I, I left him. And But Chris is the fucking one that left him. Like, You know, so it's just stupid. Like, And he's like, maybe I should have just gone along with it and let them kill that guy just so I could be with Chris. Like, yeah, he's really upset. That's that he not who is. he is. Like, I don't know. It's That's fucked up. That's a weird way of thinking. But this world isn't... This world isn't the type of world that you have to be... Like, you have to be guilty for not being a parent because you can only parent so much. Right. When when he's him, him he's go. like way Chris is way more of a sponge than Carl ever was like yeah you know Carl did some fucked up stuff because you know he did, couldn't help it but a lot of times it was sometimes it was almost necessary more yeah necessary like than he's he knows now like you, you I I feel like if Chris isn't dead he'll grow into it but maybe the people not. on the show are like are retarded in general like almost every single person on the show is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the old Mexican man, I can't remember his name. Daniel. Daniel. He, damn, Daniel. He he was probably the least retarded person on this entire team. Yeah, show. he had his wits about him until he went fucking crazy. Yeah. And now we still have no idea where the hell he is, if he's even alive. <clears throat> no. Yeah, Travis is just very upset that he didn't keep his promise to protect Chris to his ex-wife. Now, it goes to a scene where all these, these group of people, like, I guess all the people that were at the gates are uh, in this parking garage type thing. Yeah, this is right after she Madison said she had to go find Alicia. Yeah. She has to talk to Alicia about something. and uh, um, They are examining everyone for bites, you know, I guess, like they're looking for. She goes, and then this one woman had, like, a mark on her back, and she goes, it's not a bite. And Alicia's like, I know. So, like, I guess, I mean, that's a smart thing to do. You don't let somebody in that has a bite, like... Right. It seems like they're going to let him in. I don't know. I mean, like, it might be good to have all those people in, some, you know, to a point. Like, well, yeah, like we said last week, that hotel is a fortress. You know what yeah, I mean? They could they could do a lot of stuff to rectify that hotel and make it a good place to live. But right. this is the Walking Dead world. You don't stay places for very long. So I can't wait to see what kind of a different animal this show is in two seasons from now. Right. Yeah, I know. You know I mean, we can go back and listen to, these, listen to these podcasts and be like, wow, I forgot that was happening. Like, that's a totally different thing, but. So Madison leads Alicia out onto the pier where they did the walk, you know, where they let all the walkers out last episode, and um, she's telling her about her father and how it wasn't an accident that killed him and that that he didn't fall asleep at he the was, wheel. He was either on drugs or he killed, like he left a note. So I guess he killed himself. But I think that at one point Madison mentioned that his the father was did drugs too or something. Like that's why it's so hard for Nick for her to see Nick. Yeah, like it. It didn't. Something. It didn't really. It's she been very vague about what happened. Yeah. She said, "Oh, that's what I told the kids that it, you know that it was an accident." But yeah. you know, it leads you to believe at one time that it could have been drugs. But now, that why would you leave drugs before you OD? That unless I mean, I guess you could OD on purpose, but there's yeah. no way of knowing whether or not it's gonna fully kill you. Yeah. Well, she said he left a note, and Alicia's like, well, "I want to know what the note said." And she goes, "Does it matter?" She goes, "Does it matter?" I'm like, yes. He said he's a man with small words. Like all the note was is "I love you all, but enough is enough." Like, right. 
Like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? We're not, we, you know, whatever. So and in this then, episode, we don't see Ophelia or Nick at all. No, that was an. Uh, so they'll probably be a main part of the next episode, right? And it says another, you know, at the very end of the episode, another small group shows up uh, with the hotel, the other guys that Crystal's with, and you know, the, the, your your immediate thoughts are, uh, you know, where's Chris? Like Did we didn't he die? see Chris. Like those guys are terrible people. So like those are I, the last people they need to let into that fucking place. Like, yeah, that's and thank God Travis is there because he's gonna fucking lose his mind when he sees those guys. Like, yeah, I mean this is the show's getting crazy. It's shaping up to be it's like it's gonna be a hell of a finale. And if you all don't know this, the it's been absolutely confirmed that this is episode what thirteen. Yeah, and we got so next week will be a single episode like normal, and the following week after that will be they're 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 airing the episode fifteen and sixteen the same night. It's like. Supposedly, they're saying it's a two-part finale. No, that's confirmed. That's confirmed. Because that's one way to make a two-hour finale without having it all in one episode. Yeah, so next week, that's October 2nd, we get episode 14, and then October 9th, we get 15 and 16. So then we got one... No, then that's only... that's, uh, That's only one week before... Walking Dead starts. We have only one week in between, and then Walking Dead will start. So that's yeah. not bad. I can't fucking wait for regular Walking Dead. One, and then the reason that they're doing this episode like this is because after that they're airing a season, they're airing a Walking Dead marathon <coughs> to catch you up they for all the time. season seven. Yeah, it's something that the AMC just does all the time. And so we're getting Walking Dead on the twenty third. And that this next next week's episode will just be a Fear of the Walking Dead episode for us, and then the following week we're going to have Double Fear. And well, let me think here. No, we won't have any Walking or we won't have any Flash or Arrow to talk about next week. Next week, Flash and Arrow both start, so we'll talk about that the following week. But it'll be Double Fear, Flash and arrow and then the week after that will be everything flash right. arrow legends supergirl and uh, no well not everything and then the week after that will be everything flash arrow legends of tomorrow supergirl regular walking dead so we're mere one two three four weeks away from finding out who negan killed oh yeah so that is going to be absolutely insane Unless they're faggots and don't tell us the first episode. They will not do that. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, this episode of The Fear was... I mean, it was a good episode. Uh, it was interesting. Not a lot happened, really, in it. Like, it's amazing how some one episode, one episode, 43 minutes, same length, so much more can happen in that 43 minutes than, some, than like, in this. You know, like... It, oh, yeah. But yeah, so that's that's the end of that. We're gonna do. Let me see. How are we on time? Let's do let's do Pokemon Generations. And I have it up, and ready to go. Okay. We're gonna do Pokemon Generations right now, and then we're gonna. Use my audio, so you don't have to worry about. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, we got Pokemon Generations episode three coming at you right now. We're gonna talk about it live. As it's happening, so we are good. I am queued up here at zero. One, two, three. 
a second. <laughs> so we're seeing. Looks like Lance in the silhouette. Yeah, it does look like Lance. <coughs> we're gonna be right. That's Bruno. Yeah, that's Bruno, Elite Four. Elite Four, Lorelli, Lorelai, however you say it. Bruno, Lance, and Agasta. Agatha. Agatha. Yeah. What the I fuck understand was? your impatience. It has been quite a while since any trainer has collected eight gym badges. I'm sorry, but you won't be seeing him. I'll freeze him right into place. They look badass, like the. the... Well then, let us prepare. This is and cool. I especially look forward to seeing how good he really is. I think we're gonna see Gary fight them. That would be dope. Yep. Yep. Just you wait, Elite Four. The greatest Pokemon trainer in the world? That is me. It's like a split second difference. Well, so we see Gary just pull right into you, to a Lorelli shit. Rice into a million pieces. Lapras, Alakazam. It's cool seeing this part of it because you never really see it like in the game or anything. They, right. They were like preparing, talking to each other, and we're gonna see how Gary actually wins before Ash does or Red, however you want. I hate his cockiness, though. Well, he beats Lorelei. Lorelei. I always called her Lorelei growing up, but I've heard her yeah. name pronounced Lorelei, and I think that's more right. Bruno is ridiculous. He's rock, right? Yeah, rock and fighting. He'll have like two Onyx and then all fighting him. Machamp. Pidgeot versus Machamp. Boom! Is that Steel Wing? I think so. Or Aerial Ace. Steel Wing didn't exist here. Do they have one Pokemon? No, it's just showing the last. They're going real quick through these trainers. And Arbok. Her cane is like a Pokeball at the top. Yeah, it's interesting. Level 60. Level 60-something Gengar. Gathering data for the Pokedex is just a tool to become stronger. Well, they did a good job at making him act the way he acts. This is my last Pokemon. That was cool. The strongest Gengar she has. And he beats her. <laughs> So I see that you've made it this Very fast-paced. I will sit on the throne. You'll lose, and I'll be champion. Show me what you've got. So, like, who's the champion Let's before Gary? Has there never been another one? Maybe no one. Boom! That was a dope-ass entrance for Dragonite. Well, he knows right. You gotta use Ice Beam against these dragons. Yeah. The animation is fucking awesome. Blast that blast is awesome. Fuck yeah, he does. This one is really strong. Don't get scared. Attack. Hyper Beam. Dragon Rage, whatever. Boom! Boom! They both get hit. That's a very powerful move. Hydro Pump. Call it a greeting. Now let's settle this. Boom! Skull Bash. 
double. Dragonite's faster. Boom. Well. Like, he won. He won. <laughs> yeah. It's very fast-paced. These episodes are short. But now Ash is about to show up. Or Red. I don't know what they're considering. It's like, oh, really? Are you now? You just won. Time to lose. It's like, you are the Pokemon master. Or you would have been if I hadn't just been defeated. Right, yeah. <laughs> Something along those lines. There's another champion. Hey, so you're finally here. Ooh, I hope the next episode is their full battle. Alright, well that one ends with just red showing up to blue. I yeah. Guess. That was awesome. That was I cool. really enjoyed that. Yeah, that Very was... short, fast-paced, but I'm hoping the next episode is that entire battle. That would yeah. be fucking awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool. Let's see here. I think we got time to do one of each of these. Yeah, we'll do it at the same time so it goes quicker. Okay. Like I'll ask, we'll ask each other. You gonna do Star Wars to me? Sure. You want, you want superhero? Sure, I'll do that. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to do these nerdy Mad Libs. I'm going to do a Star Wars one for Lane. He's going to do a DC Comics one for me. Um, we don't have, like, an intro or cue to get into this thing yet, oh, so... Let's just do it. We'll, we'll get something like, Mad, 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 Mad Libs or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this one's called The Power of the Force, Lane. So I need an adjective. Mmm... Um, Milky. Milky. I this one is cheetahs never prosper to DC for DJ. Uh, adjective. Sandy. Okay. I need a plural noun. Sofas. I need an animal. Rhinoceros. Okay. Noun. Outlet. 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 Like outlet. Like a okay. Outlet. A place. Maui. Maui. Adjective. Salty. I need an adjective from you. Moist. Moist. Part of the body. Gooch. <laughs> Noun. Uh, cat. Adjective. Sharp. Adjective. Dull. All right. Plural noun. Toenails. Exclamation. Like. Excalibur. Okay. Uh, part of the body. Armpit. Armpit. Okay. Noun. Picture frame. Adjective. Hard. Animal. Monkey. Adverb. Swiftly. Oh. Verb ending in ing. <clears throat> Thrusting. Noun. Labrador. Adjective. Gigantic. Part of the body plural. Dicks. Color. 
lavender adverb. Smoothly. Adjective. White. Adjective. Purple. Noun. Uh, computer. Animal. Chicken. All right. You want to read mine first or you want yeah. to read your... The power of the Force. The Force is a mystical, milky power, as Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi once said. The Force is an energy field created by all living sofas that surrounds us, penetrates us, and binds us. The outlet together. Oh, binds the outlet together. Using the power of the Force, a Jedi can do many salty things, like using the Force to exercise gooch control (laughs) over sharp-minded toenails. A Jedi can also use the Force to move objects with... His or her armpit. Nice. Does not matter how hard these objects are; it only matters how swiftly the Jedi believes in the Force. <laughs> Most importantly, the Force teaches the Jedi to rely on his or her feelings, as Obi Wan Kenobi told his student Luke Labrador Walker. <laughs> Luke Labrador Walker, your dicks can deceive you. Don't trust them. Instead, a Jedi should smoothly trust in the Force. Interesting. <laughs> it wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. Cheetahs never prosper. A sandy crowd gathered at the city zoo to view the rare jeweled rhino of the Maui statue that was on display. Wonder Woman was also in attendance, and her job was to guard the moist statue. This is just the sort of cat that would interest the cheetah, she thought. Suddenly, a dull roar sounded out. Excalibur! The Amazon picture frame cried. She ran outside to see a monkey that had escaped from its enclosure, thrusting at a group of gigantic children. Wonder Woman quickly flung her lavender lasso to tame the white beast. While inside, the cheetah laughed as she pushed her way through the crowd and grabbed the purple statue. While Wonder Woman plays the computer, I'll make the little pretty my own. But when the cheetah tried to escape with her loot, she found her way blocked by a snarling chicken. And the end of a golden leash held by none other than Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thrusting at giant children. That's funny. I get to see a monkey doing that this time. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. You gotta do it. Lane does her awesome with... Uh, uh, My one. pussy Wazowski. <laughs> oh. This is a fucking bitch from Monsters, Inc. I love it. Okay, so I guess we don't have anything else to talk about, really. Yeah, there's that. <sighs> see, there's, something, there's something interesting here that I read. This is a little bit of a headline. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it right in here right now. It says, it's from comicbook.com, and it says, The, the Stranger Things producer says season two is next level crazy. That excites me beyond all belief. Next level crazy. Crazier than what you've already seen, apparently, then. that That's insane, because this show was insane already. Yeah, I haven't watched that show yet. I reviewed this show. For our listeners, there, if you go to our YouTube channel, I, made a, I did a little bit of a review. I was testing something, but I just reviewed Stranger Things as part of my test. So, um, actually, I should just put that in the episode. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to add that to the episode. That way you guys can hear that. Because this show is dope. If you haven't watched Stranger Things, you need to go watch it. That would show you, would awesome. you consider it nerdy? Oh, yeah. Like, if you watch it, I want to cover it. Okay. I'll because. Watch it. How many episodes is the first season? Eight episodes. Okay, so I can get that watched. 45 yeah. minutes? Yeah. 
Roughly, sometimes uh, sometimes one of them might run like a little long or whatever, yeah, but, but it's, uh, it's, a it's so good, show. dude. Like I absolutely fell in love with this show when I watched it. But but yeah, so it, he's gonna watch it. We're gonna cover it, and that'll be the end of that. And then th- that's the end of this week's episode. So um, I, we're not gonna. I guess we'll talk about it next week. What we're gonna do with the Happy Nerd Year special and everything like that. We won't get into it. Yeah, I've got to get to work and stuff, but we'll um we'll get there. You guys expect expect something really awesome at the end of the year. We're gonna do a really crazy spe- special. So. But for now, we'll see you next week. I'm here to talk to you today about a little show called Stranger Things. Recently, my wife and I started watching Gotham. I binged the first season, then I watched two episodes of season two on a streaming service. The the video was garbage. So in the meantime, while I wait for it to show up on Netflix in like six days... I decided to start Stranger Things. Now, right off the bat, I grew up watching E.T. The Extraterrestrial is one of my favorite movies of all time. This show is spectacular. Now, there's show movies, sorry, like Super 8 that I absolutely loved also. This reminds me of Super 8. Also, the love child between Super 8, Stephen King's Carrie, um, this old TV show called The Whispers. It was on, it was actually kind of a newer TV show. And E.T. All rolled into one. I mean, this show is spectacular. It can't get any better. We watched episode one the first night, obviously. Then the next night, We watched episodes two through six. Now, let me just tell you. When I go upstairs in my house to watch a show at night with the wife, I usually don't make it an hour, maybe two if I'm lucky. Now, what happened was episodes two through six were so intense, I simply couldn't stop. I was so awake and so on the edge of my seat that I just had to keep going. So next morning we wake up. Wife's got to go to work around 1.30, 2 o'clock. She says, why don't we watch the next episode? I said, absolutely. Now at this point, I had no idea 
how many episodes are in the season. I had kind of an idea from a co-worker of mine who told me, I think there's 12. I said, hell yeah, 12 episodes, that's cool, that should get me by. Go to, you know, get to Gotham next. So, anyway, you all know who Lane is, my co-host on Nerd Talk Club's podcast. Yeah. So we were hanging out on Monday, and I'm showing him the trailer for Stranger Things. And he, then we realized there's only eight episodes. So if you did your math correctly, that puts me on the finale for that night. This disappointed me greatly because I didn't want the show to end. But all good things have to come to an end, right? 11 o'clock rolls around. I've been super overzealous to watch this show all day. Couldn't wait for my wife to get home. She comes strolling back in. We do a couple of things, pop on Stranger Things, and off we go. The finale was awesome. Now let me just tell you, my favorite show to this date has been Walking Dead. I'm an advocate of the show. I liked Walking Dead before it was cool. Everybody who knows me knows that. So let me explain to you how The Walking Dead does things. In case you've been living under a rock. Episode 1 can be about... Let's say let's say it's following Rick, Carl, and the gang. The whole episode goes, there's zombies, whatever. The episode ends fucking crazy. Okay? You look at your buddies and you say, I cannot wait till next week to see what happens. Next week comes, you're super excited... This episode, however, is not going to answer any questions. It's going to send you on an adventure with a character you don't care about. So, that's frustrating. Watch the episode. Maybe next week you'll get the rest of your story. That's not the case here with Stranger Things. This show picks up right after the last episode lets out. That's awesome. That's exactly what you want in your TV show. Not only does the whole show keep you guessing from one episode to the next, then the finale clears up just about everything. The whole spectrum of the show gets cleared up. And you're left with one, maybe two questions that you're okay with. Yeah, you want to know what they are. Of course. Who doesn't? But you had just enough closure to say, fuck yeah. I'm ready for season two, but I can wait. We're not talking about Negan here. We're not talking about him bashing somebody's skull in. We're talking about enough closure and just enough of a tease for what's to come that you're excited but you're not chomping at the bit wondering when is season 2 coming when is season 2 coming next year that's what I read so in conclusion if you're not a fan 
of bandwagon hopping. I think you should change your mind. Stranger Things is worth every second of that almost eight hours. I definitely want a Stranger Things t-shirt. That's for sure. Now, get out there, hop on the bandwagon, and thank yourself on Turkey Day. Because this show is the shit. And on that note, I'm out of here. We at Nerdtalkalypse Podcast assume no claim in sounds, references, music, and graphics and are not affiliated or endorsed by any companies involved, such as Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, DC Comics, Warner Brothers, Sony, ComicBook.com, or any of their affiliates. Nerdtalkalypse is a non-profit generating podcast made for entertainment purposes. We can be found on social media at Facebook.com slash Nerdtalkalypse and on Twitter at Nerdtalkalypse. You can also email us, Nerdtalkalypse at gmail.com. We really appreciate you listening. Please subscribe to us at any of the following servers. iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel, Player FM, and TuneIn Radio. Or also on Facebook every Monday for a live viewing of the show. Please, if you enjoy the show, let us know via email or review on iTunes. If you'd like to be a guest, either in person or via Skype, please send us an email. If there's any subject matter you wish us to discuss, please let us know. We will do all the necessary research to bring you that specific content, either in our next episode or a special of your very own. Thank you again for listening to Nerd Talk Lips Podcast.